What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. This is my baby, and these two were just along riding my carpet, my carpet tail. Kevin Sherrington. I did not choose the dance life, it chose me. Barry Horn. You know what my intention is? When's the last time that anybody has ever asked you a question? No one's ever asked me a question. I'm married. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Balls. I'm Kevin Sherrington. And I'm Barry Horn. Simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Ballsy with a Z Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington. There is Evan Grant, and there is Barry Horn, who has now acquired another daughter. Another daughter. You're up to you're up to to three now. Three well, let's make a daughter-in-law. He's not making no, new Evan, daughters. Evan, <laughs> I said acquired. Evan, I didn't say he Evan, made. Twenty seventeen. Nobody likes to be referred to as daughter-in-law. They want to be. They want to be your daughter. I'm just telling you. Is that right? Yeah, I, I, didn't I know think that. Barry has no idea what he's talking about. Well, probably not. But on the phone with us today is somebody who has a daughter, an actual daughter, uh, David Moore. David, how are you? I'm doing well, and I think uh, people should know this is your everyday voice as well. So that is why people often turn and walk the other way when they see you. It's a very loud, over-the-top voice. Wow, man! That's my pod voice. Yeah, this is what you got. This is what they expect, David. I, I was, I'm, I'm stunned by that that uh, cutting remark. That people turn and walk the other way. Wow! All right, here we go. Uh, oh, uh, Barry, are we bothering you? I'm going to lay out from this podcast. You know why? Why is that? I picked the 49ers. I'm going to say this before you guys point it out. I picked the 49ers to win the game. What was that final score you picked? Uh, Barry, that's not the worst San Francisco pick we've had in the paper recently. <laughs> oh, wow. Everyone's individual gripes. We're doing this. We're all, sitting, we're all lying on our own couches here, and there's a uh, guy taking notes, I think. But since this is so we're, 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 personal we're, vendetta is being cleared. We're, we're, yeah, we're on a psychiatrist's couch, yeah. All right, let's oh, since, since we are on that, though, too, Barry also picked the draft to go back to Philadelphia, which I believe the NFL stated last week it would not. Well, yeah. I had to make a pick. The NFL, can I say this? The NFL is wrong. <laughs> wow, I like that. Okay, good. So then we can say that the 49ers were wrong when you picked them. That's it right. Was a logical, That's right. It was a logical. The 49ers' fault. That yeah. was a 2-3, and three, for God's sakes, going into the game. Wait, and, and, and the 49ers were 0-6. Oh Having lost five games by a total of 13 points. Uh, playing home. <laughs> it was a trap game. It was a trap game for the Cowboys. I don't care how many points they lost by. They were 0-6. Oh okay, here's the deal. I thought the 49ers were going for the number one pick in the I guess they are going to the That could be. If you love the 49ers so much, why don't you just move to Santa Clara? That's right. Now, if you move to San Francisco, that'd be a whole different story. I'd love to. <laughs> All right, guys, go ahead. I'm laying out. 
<laughs> now he's laying out. Now he's laying out. Okay, David, the the great question out in uh, Santa Clara this last weekend was, okay, does this mean the Cowboys are back, or do we just attribute this to the now 0-7 San Francisco 49ers? Well, even though this was a winless team, the way Dallas won and how they went about doing it, I don't think you can dismiss. Uh, I think you've seen signs of them getting back to the identity that they had last season when they were 13-3. and three. Uh, They've been running the ball progressively better over these last three games. Uh, it, came to a, it came to a head in this past game. Uh, you know, the, their yardage of all those 247 yards on the ground, that was their highest total in uh, nearly six years, and it's their 12th highest rushing total in franchise history. So you saw them do a lot of good things in the running game, that they had just been missing on, but it had been building to that point. You know, you go back that fourth quarter against Green Bay, Elliott rushed for 85 yards in the fourth quarter of that game. So I think they're back to the offensive identity and the, the dominant offensive team that, that people came to expect them to be last year. Now, the, but the other side of that is just because the defense had a good day against us, uh, an offensive team in San Francisco that's not that good in the first place and was starting a rookie quarterback in his first game, I don't know that you can take much out of it defensively that this team has, has figured some things out. So uh, I, I do think it was a positive. I think they desperately needed uh, a confidence boost like they got by the size of this win coming off losing two games at home when they scored 30 or more points. Uh, but I, I, you know, offensively, I think you should still feel very good about this team. Defensively, it's to be determined. Yeah, I, uh, the one thing that struck me as uh, we were in the locker room talking to players uh, and talking to Zach Martin afterwards is that, um, and he brought this up uh, about the the offensive line and how you know they, even though Lyle Collins was uh, played a lot at left guard last year, he's now playing right tackle, of course, and and Jonathan Cooper, I think, played most of that game yesterday at left guard. Did he not? Yes, he did. Uh, Sunday. Uh, yeah, he started off his third straight start. Yeah. Chaz Green came in late, but Chaz Green came in and actually played backup, played tackle when he came in, not guard. Yeah. So, you know, uh, as we know, in the offensive line, is the one position above all others where there needs to be so much cohesiveness there, and, and it takes a little while to develop something. And even though uh, Collins has played in a, a lot last year, he's playing a new position on a different side of the line. So I, I, you know, I'm going to give them that, and I'm going to say that that maybe you know uh, six games into the season now that, uh, and as, as you said, they were showing signs against the Packers certainly in the fourth quarter that uh, that maybe they are reaching that now, and uh, I'm not I'm not going to say they're going to you know go out and uh, and hang up uh, 250 yards rushing on anybody else, but I thought it was an amazing thing uh, to watch that game and see. When they're able to run the ball, how everything else just falls into place for that team. You know, uh, Dak Prescott throws the ball 25 times, which is about what he should be throwing it. Not 50 times, not 40 times, but about in the in the 20s is, is ideal, I think, for him. He, he was more effective uh, that way. Uh, the, the defense was better because they're not out on the field as much. Uh, they're crisper. Got, you know, they got five sacks. Um, just, just everything flows for that team so much better when they're able to run the ball. Yeah, you, follow, you look at the template of last year where they had so much success offensively. And when Dak Prescott's 
in the range of 22 to 28 attempts right in there. That's kind of the optimum range. When he's there, this team's scoring about 35 points on average. It's uh, controlling the clock. Uh, it, it's winning fourth quarters. It's holding on to the ball and, and nursing the clock in the fourth quarter because it has a lead. Uh, because it has a lead, opposing uh, offenses have to take chances, and Dallas is in a position where maybe they can come up with a play and a turnover, and, and you saw it in that San Francisco game. Uh, again, that's what we saw. It, in, in some ways, their success last year became – uh, a little boring from the standpoint that each game unfolded the same way. They would come out if they won the if they won the toss, uh, they would take the ball because they felt they were going to get they were going to score on the first possession, and a very large percentage of the time they did. And uh, then they would score on the second possession, and suddenly you're looking up and they have a a ten nothing a six nothing lead, a, a ten nothing lead, or a fourteen zero lead, and it just changed the complexion of the game. They were able to play and adhere to their game plan and their blueprint the rest of the way. Uh, by and large, they haven't been able to do that this season, but you saw them do that in this uh, San Francisco game. But now also in fairness, it should be pointed out too, in those two previous games uh, against the uh, Los Angeles Rams and, and also against Green Bay, they jumped out to 11 and 14-point leads in those games in the first half and, and just let it get away uh, by giving up some big plays defensively early in the uh, third quarter and not responding offensively. So, uh, you know, it wasn't totally a defensive meltdown why they've gotten to this point. It truly has been a team thing. Now, all of this being said, we talked about I don't think you have many concerns about their offensive side of the ball now. You still have questions on defense. Suddenly, uh, an area you had no questions on, there are big questions on with Dan Bailey's uh, groin injury. He's going to miss a, a game or two, and I think there's a good chance he'll miss more than that here. And this is a crucial four-game stretch coming up for the Cowboys. So that's an area where I think they felt they had an edge going into every single game. And now I don't know that you can uh, check that box and say that Dallas has the edge in, in the kicking game now with uh, Dan Bailey out of the equation for a week or two or probably longer. Well, let's let's also go into a little bit of what you talked about, David. With um, you mentioned the rushing game and and how it it did show up in the fourth quarter against Green Bay, and it was there against the Forty ers um, These are two of the worst six rushing defenses in in the NFL. Um, they will have a legitimate challenge against Washington, which is number nine this week. And that Philly game that's coming up in three weeks, that's the number one rushing defense in, in, in the National Football League right now. Um, watching the Eagles last night, that team seems a lot more well-rounded than the Cowboys are. And, and it, it, it certainly seems like the Cowboys are going to have an awful lot of ground to make up if they're going to catch the Eagles. Yeah, I agree completely. And, uh, you know, I just mentioned this four-game stretch, but the – the key in this four-game stretch is that there are two division games, uh, Washington this week, which you pointed out, and then that stretch ends with Philadelphia uh, at AT&T Stadium on November the 19th. Um, look, with the way Philadelphia is playing, where they are in the division right now, the fact the Cowboys got off to a slow start, if they don't win, if they don't beat Washington and beat Philadelphia, if they don't win these two division games over the next four weeks, I think – even though it's still early, they've essentially put themselves in position 
of abdicating the NFC East title and playing for a wild card berth. And mm-hmm. when you do that that early, a lot of other variables come into play, and, and a lot of other things can start working against you. So uh, I think it's imperative uh, that they win these division games. And I know that sounds simplistic, but you know, last last year was an anomaly in a lot of ways. Uh, Thirteen and three—you've only seen that one other time from a, a Cowboys franchise. But two, uh, but two, they went thirteen and three, but they split their division games. <laughs> you know, they were they wound up going three and three in the division, which is highly unusual. Most times, division winners at least win four games, and uh, uh, Dallas isn't going to have that luxury this year because they've already lost three games. Right. Uh, if they if this team goes three and three in the division this year, given where Philadelphia is at the moment barring a catastrophic injury uh, or two for Philadelphia, I don't see how Dallas can win the division. So they're going to have to go at least 4-2 and two or 5-1 and one in the division, uh, which means they don't have a lot of margin for error. Did so, you yeah, guys watch is, the game uh, last night? Did you're going to have a lot better feel for exactly what these teams' uh, chances are uh, and by, by seeing where they're positioned coming out of this four-game stretch coming up. David, did you watch the game last night? Uh, I watched parts of it, not all of it. Yes. Uh, just your thoughts on Wentz. It's, I, I think that the, the interesting thing is is Wentz. You know, we we made this big case for Dak last year. Wentz obviously has come a long, long way um, in a very short period of time. And and uh, is he the better quarterback than Dak Prescott right now? Well, last year Dak was better, um, and so he came a long way in no period of time. Right. If you want to look at it that way, absolutely. Uh, and, and I think Dak Prescott's playing very good football this year. Now, what you've seen is Jared Goff, uh, who was the first pick with the Rams, and, and now Carson Wentz, who went right after him to Philadelphia. They've both shown dramatic improvement over their rookie years. And are they better than Dak Prescott at the moment? Uh, Certainly Carson Wentz's numbers are better at the moment. Uh, I, I think he's leading the league in touchdown passes. Um, and you, I think that there are more elements to Carson Wentz's game. I, I think he throws the deep ball better. Um, I, I think he can hurt you that way a little bit more than Dak can. Um, while he's not as good of a runner is Dak Prescott. He's still a, a very elusive guy, and, and you saw that last night when he got out when there, when there was no way he should have gotten out of that pile right. and, and gets out of that pile and makes a big play. Uh, there are very few quarterbacks in the league who could do that. Um, so at the moment, I think Carson Wentz is playing better than Dak Prescott and I think that's a pretty significant statement because I think Dak Prescott is playing very, very good football, and, and the uh, the quarterback ratings and, and everything else uh, bear it out. I think what it shows is just what, uh, you know, a lot of times teams are defined not only by who they are but who they go against. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think this Carson Wentz-Dak uh, Prescott NFC East battle over the next decade is going to help define each one of these guys, and I think it's going to be really fun and entertaining to watch. David, David, I have to make a pick of the paper this week on the Redskins-Cowboys. I just want to know, 
We have to go. He has to, Evans. Evans going like, why are you changing the subject? David has no, to go. No, I'm asking. Why are you asking him for advice on a pick? You're going to make a bad pick anyway. Well, but but what I want to know is, I you're want liable Dave, to I pick want, the Giants. I want David. I wanted David to break some news. Who are you going to pick in this game and why? Cowboys Redskins. Well, then this is another example of why newspapers are dying because we're giving away our information before it appears in the newspaper. That's what we're. What about all these people who are waiting to? Who, who said to we were dying? And turn to that page. Dying? dying? Who said dying. we were dying? That's what others say. Oh, That's okay. what others say. Oh, okay. <laughs> but but who 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 are you? I'm sorry, I forgot we couldn't mention that. Okay, don't don't make don't make don't make don't make. We're we're not we're we're an information company now, right? We're not we're not a newspaper company. So, just tell us, David, who <laughs> should win the game? We're a media company. Evan, help I me here. Would, whoever you pick, I would go the other way. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Cowboys. Okay, so you're going to go. Oh through. no, you're not. You are not either. All right, I'll pick the Redskins. I, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm going to call. I'm going to call John Gruden and ask him who I should pick. John Gruden will tell you that Carson Wentz is North Dakota tough. <laughs> He's been working on yeah, that. One thing to remember, though, coming up. He said that know, 15 year, times Dallas last time. Dallas beat Washington twice. Dallas beat Washington twice. But I think Kirk Cousins threw for about 12,000 yards in those two games. <laughs> you go back and look, he had. Actually, I think he threw just under 800 yards in those two games against Dallas last year. And so, uh uh, and lost both, but, but they were both close games. Those were both, I think, five point games last year. Um, so we'll and, and it's in Washington. Uh, they're both similar records now, so who, or identical records. You make you could even say who are you going to so, pick at the moment with the right to change? Oh. Because I haven't studied it that closely, I would lean toward Dallas in this one. I see. You're just waiting for Sherrington to make his pick, and then you'll, you're going to go the same way as him. Don't, that's oh, no, no. I'll wait for Jim Calico to make his. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, David, we know you got to go. We appreciate you coming on with us. You're the best. Uh, and uh, As long as you keep coming on with us, he's going to say you're the best. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't really mean that, but thank you. I'll take it. Oh, I'll come take, on. I do mean that. Of, of all the people we have covering the Cowboys, you're right up there with the tops. That's half the staff. <laughs> it is half the staff. I'm in the top 50% of the people covering the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you this. You know what? If I had my chance between him and, and Stefan, I'm, I'm taking David. <laughs> wow. Now you're bringing guys in from other papers. Why are you doing that? What, I what know. Stephen, <laughs> if you're going to throw somebody under the bus, you got to throw. What does Stefan have to do with anything? That was, that was he was that, out covering the game last week in San Francisco. That was out of left field. Yeah. He, he, he let me tell you something. If you were in San Francisco last weekend. You, were you in San Francisco or Santa Clara? Where Santa were you? Clara. Okay. Well, we, we were in both. Uh, San Bruno, oh. I guess, actually. But but Stefan, Stefan was he, he was a large portion of that story for the rest of us. Really? He He's a large that. portion of every story. No. <laughs> There's not a yes, question. David Stefan's unafraid to ask. We'll say goodbye to David, and, we'll, and then we'll. <laughs> goodbye, David. Goodbye, David. David, thanks so Bye, much. Guys. Enjoyable as always, and I really mean that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, anyway. Well, you know, we didn't talk. You know, what? going back to your uh, Wentz question, and I'll bring this back up again. Remember, I, you may recall that I was listen, I was driving back from somewhere late at night, and uh, the, the, uh, the Eagles broadcast was on, and Bill Polian was doing that game. And I didn't realize it was Bill Polian until after the game. Uh, but you could not believe how effusive he was about Carson Wentz. He called him another Manning. Well, I could believe Which, it. Well, uh, another, another Eli Manning or no, another Peyton no, no. Manning? He, he said 
He said he's he's a, he's he's a Manning with more athletic ability. I, I could believe it after. Hey, yeah, well, Eli, either one. I mean, if you were getting either one of those guys at a young age, you'd be happy. Uh, oh, come on. I'd be happy if he's won two Super Bowls and he's been an NFL starting quarterback for a decade. He's, I, I'd take that with a first-round pick. Oh, absolutely. Every day of the week. Absolutely you would. He, he told <sighs> the effusiveness coming out of Gruden last night. Was off the charts too. Yeah. Um, and well, this I, he, is why he was a, a, a number one, or not number, number one pick, but, but a first round pick. And Dak Prescott was a fourth. He's round number pick. two pick in the draft, wasn't he? Yeah, but, yeah. I, but right, I mean, he was because a first the Browns round. screwed that up. Yeah. Well, you know, I will say this too about uh, the thing about Jared Goff. I think we, we credit that, attribute that to is the is the growth is the new coach Sean McVay, who's done a fabulous job with the Rams this year. It's un- unbelievable that they would be this much better. I was just impressed with the number of plays Wentz made. Um, the scramble that David was referencing in which, I mean, the pocket didn't just collapse around him. It was like he was a surfer in a tunnel underwater and then just emerged out of it to, to yeah. you know, he was sacked and, and, and made a play. And uh, he, threw, he did throw a couple of nice deep balls, um, really kept that team moving. The, the Eagles, I, I don't know that I see – a whole lot of um, ability for the Cowboys to catch the Eagles. No, right and, and, the, and, the, and what I was referencing here is the Eagles are the number one rushing defense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Cowboys have got to go and play them twice. Right. And their strength on defense shuts the Cowboys' strength down. And so Good. That, I, I think that's what you're looking at. Well, that's certainly a possibility. Let's do this. We'll be at running back for the Cowboys, too. Well, that's, it, that's a good point. Well, Zeke will be back this week. Correct. You know that. But against the Redskins. Yes, against yeah. the Redskins. All right, now let's, let's do this really quickly on this uh, because this is one of the things that I, I wrote about was that projecting for the next 10 games. Right? And I, I say the Cowboys are going to go 5-5. Five and five. Now, I said that, and then, and then the Falcons just really bellied up again, uh, this time against the New England. Uh, so let's, let's look at this. So let's go around the table here. Uh, Redskins this week. Who you got? You've already said. I'm taking the Redskins. I'm taking the Redskins. Evan? Redskins. Redskins. All right. Oh, my God. All right. Next week against the Chiefs. Cowboys. Chiefs. Chiefs. Nah. All right. <laughs> All right. After that, Cowboys. At I, the- I, think the, I think the Chiefs are going to burst a little bit. Here. They might. They and could. I also think I think the Cowboys are going to lose the at The Chiefs' Atlanta. offense is pretty. Are you, are you writing these down? Writing no, these down. no. Write these down. No. Write them down. Oh, All right. the, Chief, the Chiefs' offense is pretty darn yes, it is. explosive. All right, and then we got against the the Eagles. That's a home game for the Cowboys. Oh my gosh! Oh wait, I, you took you didn't mention the Falcons. I've got oh, them yeah, losing. Falcons. I've got them losing in Atlanta. I think Atlanta's midseason malaise is kind over. Of, they get over that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they lose the Falcons too. You know why I think they lose no, the Falcons? No, you, you you're t- who are you taking? I'm Falcons. taking the Falcons. Are you taking the Falcons? I'll, Falcons. Ta- I'll take the Cowboys. I'm, I'm taking them because. This team is still susceptible to a team that throws the ball really well. And Julio, how are they going to stop Julio Jones? Okay. I don't see that. All right. Uh, we moved. We Eagles moved at home. Eagles at home. I, I gave the Cowboys the Eagles at home. I, I, I have them losing to the Eagles. I'm going to give the Cowboys that game. Yeah. I Only understand. if Dan Bailey's back. I'm give, I'm, you know, that's certainly a factor here. Uh, but Jeff Heath is really, really coming on, let me tell you. Oh, my God. As a kicker. Best uh, safety playing kicker in the, in America. Um. All right, then we got uh, the the Chargers and Cowboys. That's at home. I, who you got? I'll take the Cowboys. Cowboys. I got Cowboys there. I'm giving the. I'm just. I'm the heads up here. I'm giving the Cowboys all the home games. 
All right. All right. I well, got them. I got because they're, the because they're used to having sun in their eyes in, in the that, fourth quarter. That's correct. All right. Then we got the Redskins and Cowboys. Oh, there won't be any sun. That's at home. I mean, oh. look, I think you're looking at a. I think your point is you're looking at five and five the rest of the way. That's what my point is. And yeah. that's eight and eight. And that's not going to make the No, it's not good enough for the playoffs. But um, I want you to hear what y'all say. Yeah. Redskins, Cowboys. Cowboys at home. I'll take the Cowboys. I'll take the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. All right. Giants and Cowboys in New York. I'm going to give them that win. You're going to give them that win in New York. Yeah, I think I think by that point in time the Giants will be done, blown up. Yeah. Oh no, they have Eli Manning. If you get Eli Manning in any draft, oh my I'm taking God. the yeah. Giants. Eli Manning's like 40 years old. I'm taking Eli Manning and the Giants in that game. Yeah, me too. All right, uh, and then the Cowboys and Raiders. This is a now. This was a game. I'll have to say this. I picked the I picked the Raiders to win the Super Bowl this year. That's not looking so good now. I'm a, I'm not That's like picking the Giants to win the World Series. Well, I, I, the Raiders did kind of the, the Raiders did kind of wake up a little bit. Finally, got Amari Cooper involved last week. Yes, they did. Uh, beat the Chiefs by one. Beat the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I I still think. Again, you know the Cowboys have two bookend road trips this year. They're going San Francisco to D.C. this week, right? And then they go from New York to Oakland. At the in that in that back-to-back road trip series, so I, I think that does take a toll on a team. Well, sure, and then this, and then the way that this team finishes, they got to play three of their last four games on the road, and, and one of those is against, and that's one of the reason I'm, I'm picking the Raiders to beat the Cowboys because Derek Carr is a very uh, good, he's a very good quarterback, and this team gets carved up by very good quarterbacks. Derek, oh, so we're calling you're going you're to call him Derek Carr, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, that. Derek. Uh, and then Derek the Carr. and then the Cowboys and Seahawks here. That's going to be a very pivotal game. Here's the deal. I'm going to give the Cowboys that because that's my fifth win for them. It okay? is. I, that gets me. That gets them to 8-7 and seven going uh-huh. into the final game at Philadelphia. Yeah. With having to beat the Eagles in Philadelphia, where right now they're, they're, they're undefeated. Yeah. Um, to try and make the playoffs. But what and happens, they're going to get hammered. But wait, what happens if the Eagles have clinched and they decide to rest everybody in, that, in a game like that? It's possible. Well, I mean, if, if, they, if they run away, absolutely. If they're running away, if, if they're running away, that's certainly possible. It's possible. It's possible. So I, I can see even though I picked eight and eight at this point, I could see it going nine and seven. Or uh, seven and it could go seven. And, it could. Nine. I, I don't see it going. I, I see that the Cowboys are trending up now. So I, I see eight and eight is the bottom. Why are they trending? They, they've beaten a team that hasn't won a game. Because at the end of the Gap Packers game, they, they, their uh, offense was looking much better. And they, and they're not in. They're they're healthy. They're one of the few teams in the league that's as healthy as as uh, as they are. I think they, they, I think they've lost. If they're without their top running back. For well, that's top, well, top yeah. running back. Plus, is there aside from Zeke? Is there a better player at his position than Danny Bailey for the Cowboys? For the Cowboys? Yeah. No, you're right. Is there a better kicker? Is there a be, at, is there a better kicker career accomplishment wise? No, I think there have been some kickers who have been outstanding no. this year. But if you if you would take the Cowboy play, players and you say who is the he's best in the his most position reliable, he's in the, the NFL, most reliable guy. Uh, he, yeah. he'd be he'd be yeah. the guy. You're right. Now you're facing what three games without him? Yeah, probably. Maybe they can sign an Arkansas kicker an Arkansas. from the University of Arkansas. What is that? Well, I'm looking at you when I look at you. What I look at you, all I think is pig suey. Oh my gosh, what an ugly thing to say! You know, he was at the Arkansas game last week. I weekend. called the pigs. You called the pigs. Called the hogs. Call the hogs? I, you know, I had to I'm say, surrounded. I, I had we took we took our picture with Olivia Sherrington in her Palm Squad uniform. Yeah. Can I see it? Yeah, we, we'll put it, it. We'll put it up. It's on Facebook, but that's we right. should we should put up our, our photos on on our ballsy Facebook page. Yeah. Ooh, there we, we go. Will. There we go. Um, we will start doing that. All right, so 
before we go here, is there any? Yeah, I mean, I I think you bring up what you do is you bring up a good point. Let's let's equivocate, not equivocate. Let's 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 make this point that Dan Bailey, if if your replacement level kicker, Dan Bailey is at the top top end right. of worth among replacement kickers, worth above replacement kickers, whatever that would be. Wax. Um, worth above. Getting a replacement level kicker at this point in time. You're going to lose something. Well, the Cowboys are trying out three guys this week. You know the the, the Redskins just signed a kid that kicked at uh, Highland Park. I did not see that. Uh, and he kicked last night, and he kicked at Texas. What was his name? Rose. Yes. What's his first name? Do you know? Yeah, uh, no, I can't think. I can, I'm, I'm Justin Rose? blank. No. Justin Rose is a golfer. Yeah. Here's the thing about the, here's the, here's the, while you're looking that up. Here's the thing about uh, getting a new kicker. This changes the mindset of the offense. Nick now. Rose. Nick Rose. This, this changes the mindset of the offense. Right. Because now before, you got, okay, we're getting range here, we kick a field goal. Because we know it, you're it kick changes this. your range significantly. Well, it changes your yeah. range, but it also changes your philosophy. We're not going to kick here. And, and, and Jason gonna... Jason is among the most conservative coaches. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I, this also changes so the Now he's going to say, now, now we're going to have to go for it here. Right. Because we're, we're not kicking. Right. I think, I think it only changes your or range punch. in that regard. Yeah. That you know, okay, we're if we're if we're at the thirty-five yard line, we're not kicking a field goal. We're, we are going for it, but if uh, I, I don't think he's going to hesitate to kick a, a thirty-five yard field goal, is what I'm saying. I don't know. I I, I don't think he would go. I think it would. It would depend on how the, if it's not the first kick of the day, how the first kick. Absolutely, that's what it is. So that's what I, that's what I'm saying is that there's a a lot of you know because now it's not just it's not just the field goals. You know, it's the extra points. Right. You know, yeah. those are not gimmies anymore. So, it, you know, there's a lot of things that go into this, uh, and uh, and and it'll make this a very uh, difficult time for the Cowboys. So it'll be interesting to see how this all uh, this all plays out. But but by the time people be listening to this podcast, the Cowboys probably have a kicker, a new kicker, right. uh, or at least a temporary one. Uh, we don't know who that is at this point. They were point. trying out three three fellers today. They did. Yeah. Um, I oh, believe were. one was um, Stenerud. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Your premium. <laughs> that's right. Tom and Dempsey, who, who's yeah, still, Tom Dempsey, who Tex said cheated because he had uh, a half a foot. Half a foot. Yeah, uh, that was a great. That was a great line, wasn't it? Half a foot, and you're cheating. You know, uh-huh. you, Evans too young. Do you are you familiar with Tom Dempsey? I know who Tom Dempsey was. He had half a foot. He kicked a 63 yard field goal with that booted foot. Booted foot. I don't know that I would refer to it that way. It was a boot. Well, they're tr- they're trying out Mike Nugent, Jason Myers, and Sam Irwin Hill. Sam Irwin Hill. Sam Irwin Hill played where? At uh, Sam at. Uh, Evan clicking away. This is you know it's, we're getting y'all. He's in Arkansas. I, I, I thought he, this sounded he, familiar. You do you do was Arkansas. Yeah. yeah, but you know where he's from. No, Bendigo, Australia. Oh, he's the Australian kicker. That's right. He's the Australian yeah. kicker. Is that how you, refer, how you refer to him in Fayetteville, the Australian kicker? I don't know. Somebody ate my bendingo. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who else do we have today, Evan? By the way, he transferred to Arkansas from the City College of San Francisco. Did he really? Yeah. That was a culture shock. Um, he was with the Cowboys. That's right. Um, and he, he kicked in the Hall of, in the Hall of Fame game. I want to think that he was also a punter, too. He is. So that would give you a, a, a position flex, as the Cowboys like to say. 
Well, that, yeah. But I mean, he's not going to punt. He's not going to punt. What happened? Chris Jones. Chris Jones pulls a groin. Well, that's true. See, so that's true. So yeah, so you got old Sam Irwin Hill. Kevin, who else do we have today? <laughs> Since Sam was not going to answer that question, well, I'll tell you. We got coming up on our baseball podcast. We got a baseball expert this week. Besides we, me, not Evan. Evan, <laughs> we got somebody besides Evan to talk baseball. We got our old buddy Richard Justice, who worked here for about thirty minutes. And what? Why is he so important to have on today? Because Richard lives in Houston, or in the Woodlands, uh, to be exact, and he works for MLB.com now. And his his primary team that he covers is the old Astros, who are in the World Series, as you may recall. Right. And he also knows a lot about the Rangers too. He does know. He knows a lot about everything. There is nobody, there is nothing you could ask Richard about that he didn't have a story to tell. That's true. Most of them involve Earl Weaver. <laughs> and and most, of, most of them are true, too, aren't they, Evan? No. No, no. I don't think so. But you know what? It doesn't matter because they're such good stories. I like them. You don't care. I don't that's, care. That's, that's, that's how you do your writing for the paper. Absolutely. True or not, I don't care. It's a good story. Tell me a good Throw story. It in. It's in the paper. And and who who do we have on our college football podcast today? Well, I, I don't know if we should keep that as a secret. No, it's, a, it's, it's we should let it out. Spill it. We have the next coach of a major college football program. Okay, and we'll just leave wow. it. Wow, I like and, that. And he coached in the SEC. Yes, he did. Mary, this is this is how you tease something. Well, See, you got to be. You don't give them the answer. And he coached in the Big Twelve. <laughs> But you know you can't you can't ask him to keep a secret. No, he's the worst. And he coached in Dallas. <laughs> he's just gonna keep doing this. Go ahead. <laughs> That's it. I'm not, I know. No. 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 <laughs> and his daughter works oh, <laughs> for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> he just goes on and on, doesn't he? End it. And I, I'll give you. I'll give you one more. And and his neighbor used to be John Heike of Fox Sports Southwest. Oh, that really helps people. Out. Oh, people are dying. Yeah. Now they know. All of Heike's neighbors. Oh, yeah. They got it. Okay. Are we ready to leave now? We are ready to leave okay. now. Uh, so uh, that that was our Cowboys podcast with David Moore. Uh, and <laughs> he, he was happy he left early. <laughs> He was. He looked before the well, train went off know, the track. Well, you know, you insulted David several times before we even got on the air, and and that's oh no, that's what made the problem. Oh no, da- da- you know, I'm just going to tell a quick story here before we go. David and I were roommates. We roomed together uh, in, in high ca- school at a cowboy training camp one year. Yeah, and I had to leave. Yeah, training camp. Yeah, and go go to Miami. This was when the Cowboys were in Thousand Oaks. I had I had to leave training camp, go to Miami. I stopped off in Dallas. Nine months later, this is true story. My middle son was born, and he got married this weekend. Great story. Um, you you nailed it down to that. Speaking of nailing, you nailed it. Also, also, way to take the sign off signal. Let me. This we is have how 40 we do it. Seconds to go. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Ballsy with a Z podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see you.